0: I heard him. i just starting recording. It's like, all right, dog, take it back. and
1: <laughs> So, I guess this is episode zero of Making It All Weird. I suppose, welcome to our podcast that we made, I guess, because we were bored.
0: Very bored. You know, Corona stuff that's that's correct
1: um i'm dave this is matt matt why don't you tell the listeners a bit
0: about yourself well okay i mean ah uh, shit what's there really to tell i'm a. am just a pretty average guy you know i like to have weird discussions with my friends you know figured that hey that's a podcast idea <laughs> and you know so here the fuck we are you know uh, yeah, I'm ready to go though. You know, just want to see how weird this possibly can get. For sure. Um, I'm Dave, the other host.
1: Yeah, I'm a member of Al Qaeda and fundamentalist Islam, like cutting people's heads off, doing stuff. Oh, like we're this. going that we're...
0: deep. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, if that's the case, you know, if we're going that deep, I mean, I could mention my time with you know the. Uh, with the Afghan National Army, and you know that was all fun and everything, but uh, you know, yeah, maybe for another time. I brought
1: you on this podcast because you shot me twenty six times in the face, and I just wanted to tell you how much I didn't appreciate that it caused a rift between my 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 family and myself.
0: Well, I mean, like I can understand that, but like you have to look at it from my perspective. Like, you know, I was a little bit jealous of your family and you and what you had, you know, so shooting you just seemed like a good way to get you out of that situation. So, fuck you.
1: Now I'm sad. Anyways, I'm not actually a fundamentalist Muslim or a member of Al-Qaeda or ISIS or anything. I'm a man who lives in California.
2: I'm a teacher. I'm a Joker, smoker, midnight toker.
0: And realistically, I'm a, you know, I'm a medically retired army dude. So, you know, coming from all sides here.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I guess I still am a financial planner, so I know about that. I know about, like, politics, and I know a lot about philosophy. I'm also a musician, so I recorded the name Diamondback Manhunter. I make, like, 80s electronic music, and I'll probably be making the theme to this podcast later tonight.
0: Yes, prepare the thine rectums for that hotness.
1: And so the general theme of this podcast um, is essentially going to be... We're going to have, like, a topic that we each bring, and we're going to... Um, try and explain that to the other person and teach them after which uh right now i don't necessarily have like people writing in but later on um if people start listening you can write in with questions kind of going to do like a self-help segment matt and i are very well put together people so we are going absolutely yeah we are going
2: to (laughs) fix all all of your problems
1: Regarding what? It doesn't matter.
0: All of them. We, yeah, like there, were, there that wasn't unintentional. We mean all of them. We're good for it.
1: And then after that, uh, it was my idea earlier that we pull up um, dream interpretation. So we do that, too. So, yeah. yeah, send us your dreams and I will uh, tr- trade them with, with the dream king.
0: Yeah, we're really holistic healers, okay? Like, if we're honest.
1: I mean, I've aligned all of my chakras. I've got my energy crystal right here. I put it right above my uh, heart chakra.
0: Oh, is that where you put it? Uh,
1: I mean, that's where I put it right now. I mean, normally I store it in my uh, butthole chakra.
0: Oh, yeah, see, I I was... I was going to say, you know, like I kind of got my usual spot, dog.
1: <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so what we're going to do for this episode is, um, about, you know, a- after we do our initial spiel or whatever, uh, I'm going to go on Reddit and um, we're going to pull up stuff from Reddit, from relationship advice or. Just regular advice or um, dream interpretations. Yeah. I'm not asking anybody permission. I'm just going to fucking do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, permission is overrated. I I mean, paramount? Uh, Fuck, I don't know what I was going to say. Never mind.
1: I don't know the
2: laws on it, so that means that they don't apply to me.
1: I mean, you know, you put them on Reddit in the first place. You know, public, public place. We're not going to give any identifying information, Karen. So, you know, don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, we're 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 good guys. Promise. I suppose I would take
1: a philosophical topic I'm interested in so today it's for me it's um, postmodernism
2: Matt what what do you know about postmodernism
0: uh, so postmodernism uh, you know is the uh, it's, it's it's you know stuff that it, it's it's a philosophy philosophical
1: Matt, did, did you not? I sent you, I sent you a lot of reading that you could have done. Did you do the reading?
2: Uh, did you expect me to?
1: I mean, yeah, I gave you like like three months to prepare for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I didn't do that. So, so just you know, I mean, realistically, treat me like this is my first time, you know, hearing this because I didn't read shit.
1: God damn it.
0: Sorry, doc. you know oh, so, man it's oh, it was really long winded okay. It was just like I got a couple paragraphs in got really high and said, "Fuck this
1: <laughs> um okay, so yeah that, that's a joke we're not we're We're not sending each other readings or anything like that, but uh, that was yeah. that was one of the first ideas for the podcast was uh I, I didn't do the reading and every week and I I'd, love it yeah. Maybe we'll keep that ongoing as a running theme, but uh, getting It's a back- fun one. I think. Yeah. Getting back to the uh, topic at hand, or the handy topic,
2: postmodernism,
1: which you may have heard from different people in the news online recently, there's people saying that postmodern neo-Marxism, and that is that the radical left has an agenda of uh, Marxism, that they are, they are indoctrinating our universities and schools with Marxist ideas. And that's wrong. It's stupid. It has, it's like a conspiracy theory. It's
2: not true. But
1: I am a, 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 what they would call a postmodernist. I actually ascribe to that. And so I, I am here to set the record straight
2: about what oh, yeah. postmodernism is. School us, daddy. Yeah, that's where it gets hard because it, it is
1: a it is a difficult topic to explain. But it's postmodernism, which means it's after modernism. So to really know what postmodernism is this means that you need to have some sort of grasp on what's meant when somebody says modernism. And there are actually a few, few different definitions of postmodernism. One actually comes from a philosopher named Frederick Jameson, and the, he defined postmodernism as the cultural logic of late capitalism. Meaning, everybody is a postmodernist because we're all living in late capitalism, just meaning we've had capitalism going for a long time, so that is like our oh, ideology and no. the way that we see the world. But,
2: um, you know, this isn't like a, a radical left thing necessarily, not yet. But we can we can get there.
1: <laughs> One of the ways that I've I've kind of conceptualized it is like, have you ever seen your your parents' music collection?
2: Well, I mean,
0: like, yeah, dude, that's a that's a Billy Joel in there, you know? What's like, that? Billy Joel's awesome. Oh, Billy Joel is amazing, but well, you know, yeah, there's a, there's also some you know.
1: Postmodernism is older. basically Billy Joel. Billy Joel is a postmodernist. True. No, it's, 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 but, uh,
2: when it comes to like my parents, and I, you know, I, I think a lot of a lot of people. One of the ways of, of thinking about how, how like you organize music, people organize it by jump. Now,
1: if you were to do that, you could take. A handful of genres, let's say, like, classical, jazz, rock, rap, spoken word, right? And then you're going to divide all of your, you know, let's say you have, like, 10,000 tracks, right, you own. And you're going to classify these by genre. And you would do that, and so you listen to the track, and you'd be like... Oh, okay, so these guys are much more, like, they might be a hybrid, right? They might, like, be jazz rock or something like that, but we're going to classify them as rock, right? Because that, that's really where more of where they fit in. And, and so that is, like, this idea of modernism, that there are distinct categories that we can classify
2: the world with. kind of built into that is this idea that
1: this idea of like unification, right? So in that example that I just gave, um, where you have, you know, like something that might not fit into neatly into one genre, we're, we're going to incorporate it into one genre. We're just going to overlook the differences and say it is the same. So, uh, you know, our, our jazz rock thing We just say, okay, yeah, it's jazz rock But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label it more as And then So put, putting this idea aside Then you come to somebody who's like more Our generation Or, or younger
2: yeah.
1: And what, what do their music what, what
2: do our music libraries look like?
0: I mean, like, you know take take your average uh i guess you know popular artists nowadays what have you you know your cardi b's and such you know it's vastly different but you can see in my opinion the roots you know so i mean that's my take on it. Uh, i
1: i guess so i i think what i'm what i'm trying to get here is much more you know, I, I, like, I would not classify a music collection in terms of, like, five genres and try and make them fit. If you look at my music collection, uh, there's hundreds of genres, right?
0: Oh, yeah, dude.
1: If, if it was necessary, like, there, there would be a genre per track, if that's what, you know, if that's what it took to make it, you know, to properly classify it. Yeah. So I'm not going to try and, like, squeeze things together. Together and make them stick or, or make make Like a category stick to something I'm gonna, you know, if necessary Create a new Category for it, so That yeah. that jazz rock Thing would be classified like jazz rock Or like post
0: Yeah, like uh, like you'd have Also like, you know, rap rock Which wasn't, you know It wasn't really a concept until You married the two, gotcha so.
1: Yeah, and, and so like the yeah. uh, a post postmodernist, like any, anybody could or couldn't do this. It would ha- really have to do with like your preference for how you want to organize it. But this is just an, like an illustration of the idea is like if you were to classify, you know, corn and Limp biscuit and uh, uh, I, I don't even want to say it because I love Rage Against the Machine. I'm not, <laughs> you know, but like, OK, but, you know, the modernists would classify them under rock, probably, I would guess. And then the postmodernists would say they are rap rock.
0: Yeah, it's more really, honestly, it's like from from how you're describing, it's more like just actually taking, you know, the notes of what constitutes the topic and, you know, combining them instead of just sugaring, you know, just throwing it in the bin of, yeah, this is just rock to get a more, I would say, you know, more accurate kind of definition.
1: Yeah. So, in the in, in 1938, there was a boxing match between Joe fucking. I the not No, no, it's just, it's the
0: right I can't.
1: No, 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 I'm gonna look it up. Hold on.
0: And I know that's fucking. I, <laughs> I did no reading ever. Jokes.
1: Yeah, Joe Lewis versus Max Schmeling. Joe Lewis is a black American, or was a black American boxer. And Max Schmeling, you know what was going on in 1938, uh, but he wasn't a Nazi. But that doesn't matter. He was representing um, Germany, right? And Joe Lewis, the, the black boxer, was representing the United States. Yep. Joe Lewis knocked him out in like a couple minutes.
0: Oh yeah! Wiped right the floor with him. Really threw the threw a fucking wrench in a. <laughs> Uh, the Fuhrer's plans, eh, at the time? I mean, for what he was going for in that. Yeah,
1: and if you do a little research on, on like, Max Schnelling, you find out that he was actually a really cool guy. Uh, and so was Joe Lewis. And then they ended up being friends, which I really like.
0: Well, they're sports. I mean, you know, they appreciate each other on a deeper level, you know, <laughs> in my opinion. It's a cool thing.
2: And I'm looking for the, the name, because it was a sports reporter. Jimmy Cannon,
1: here he is. And Jimmy Cannon said after after the knockout, he said, uh, "Joe Lewis is a credit to his race, the human race." Now you think about like race relations in the United States, especially you know during that time that was like pre civil rights, and so that was that was considered like a, a momentous you know uh, occasion to say that, like to incorporate and say like. Joe Lewis is an American and he is a member of he, he's, he's part of all of us. He's not different than us. And that's a very modernist kind of tense, right? And it's not like there, yeah. there's nothing inherently wrong with that, right? That's, that's great. Everybody, everybody likes that. I can appreciate it. Just like in Fallout, right? When it has a little thing like everybody likes that at the top.
0: <laughs> yes. Everyone likes that.
2: <laughs> but the postmodernist would say no.
1: Because postmodernism is racist. I'm just kidding. It is absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no, but the postmodernist would say that's incorrect. What what he should have said is Joe Lewis is a credit to his race, black people. African Americans um what what the postmodernists would say about that is that by trying to lump J- joe lewis into like the same basket as everybody else ignores differences for the sake of unification right joe lewis is a black man that is just part of who he is so by saying like he's a credit to black people you're valuing what makes him different and recognizing that one thing like you'll hear um uh, some kind of clueless person or you know, say is like, like I'm not racist, I don't see color, right? And of course that's ridiculous, right? You can't not see somebody's color, right? You see a black guy, you know, hey, there's a black guy, right? See a white guy, it's a white guy. You know, see somebody who is, is Latino, they're a Latino. So to say that you don't see color is, is ridiculous, but the idea behind that is very modernist. I don't discriminate based on color is what they're trying to say. But it's, it's not quite right because you're erasing their individual differences, what makes them an individual, and you're kind of like incorporating
2: them into your group,
1: which is a little bit racist in, in itself, is a little bit like saying what makes you different doesn't matter because I'm just going to say that you're like me. And you're not like me, you're like you, right? We're all different, we're all individuals. So, the idea behind postmodernism or kind of the push behind it is to respect each other, but preserve our differences, or to respect the fact that music comes from shared traditions and stuff like that. So, to respect the fact that one band might be similar to another band in some ways, but at the same time, their uniqueness kind of comes from the type of music that they make. So, we're going to classify them each by different genres. That isn't exactly what any of this is, but that can give you, like, a good first
0: understanding. A framework.
1: Yeah, a, a, a framework. And so, in this kind of sense, what postmodernism is, is there was a philosopher in the, in the 60s and 70s, his name was his French, because, you know, I like a lot of French stuff, uh, Jean-Francois Lyotard. And he wrote this book called The Postmodern Condition. And his definition of postmodernism is a skepticism towards meta
2: narratives. Now, what do you think of meta
0: narrative is? Say meta what
1: now? Meta narrative.
0: Oh meta-narrative. Oh like you know, like the overarching narrative I would you know, just going up yeah. for
1: Yeah, overarching narrative. As to what, like about what? Which narrative? It doesn't matter. So part of being in a society, because we live in a society, of course. We live in a
0: society.
1: <laughs> the way that we think about things is like this overlapping framework of narratives, right? Just to give you an, like, maybe an unrelated or, or, or kind of a far-off example. You get sick for instance, and you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you medicine. And you take that medicine because, well, why? Because you want to get better. Because you believe in the germ theory of disease, right? So if it's like antibiotics and you have a bacterial infection, you think taking the antibiotics will,
0: will... I believe disease is caused by an imbalance of humors. Okay, thank you. <laughs>
1: Well, and we know it is. By the way, here on Megan It Weird, we don't actually believe in the germ theory of disease. Uh, we, <laughs> we vaccinate our kids, but with bleach. That's the yes. idea. Yeah. Just
0: vaccinate against everything with bleach, man. That's just how it works, okay? Bleach trumps disease, period. And
1: right. uh, vaccines don't cause autism. They cause no. homosexuality. 100%.
2: Yeah, 100%. Read a book. But what if the case is that vaccines cause heterosexuality? Maybe we've gotten it all wrong. Mm. We're
0: going to have to consult the experts, Doug.
2: We, I think we have to.
1: Anyway, so, so <laughs> I'm 100% pro-vaccine, like medical research, go to the doctor, do all that stuff. Do what's right for your believe in science and research and reason and all of that. (laughs) But, um, but, but that, but that whole thing of like, like I'm going to take a pill and I'm going to have this image. Like when I think about it, I'm thinking of, you know, maybe like an image in my head of like looking at a microbe in a, in a microscope and, and seeing like something else come along and, and, you know, kill that microbe. Right. Kill that um, bacteria, bac- bacterium I'm looking at. That's a narrative. I'm, I don't actually see that. I know from experience that when I've taken medicine, right, and I've been sick, I tend to get better. Sometimes I don't because it's the wrong medicine. You know, sometimes a misdiagnosis or something else, but
2: most times it works, right? Mostly,
0: mostly.
1: Yeah, so um, that, is, that is a narrative that we have. There's no way to escape from, from narratives, right? We're, we're just surrounded by them all the time. And, and that's not just a narrative, that's a, that's a meta-narrative as to what, what's happening when we take medicine. And, you know, it's, it's probably a pretty good one. So what postmodernism says is that if you take all of the... Th- theories that we use to kind of understand the world. Theory of evolution, theory of general relativity, uh, Newtonian mechanics, all like just all of the intellectual frameworks that we have for things. They are, they they are right. They are, there's part of them that's right. And there's also the sense that regardless of what we do, we're never going to get something Quite right. Like, there's always going to be a problem with our
0: theories. Oh yeah, every solution brings a new problem.
1: Right, and so if you look too deeply into in, into anything, you're going to find contradictions, and you're going to find examples that that
2: don't fall under the theory. if postmodernism is skepticism
1: towards meta-narratives. what that means is that, like, a lot of the stuff that we learn in school, a lot of um, these, like, overarching ideas about history, about um, politics, about what's right and what's wrong, things like that, it isn't to reject them, of course, but it's to take them and, and hold them almost at arm's length and say, what I'm going to do with these is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm going to use the ones that that let me best function in the world, right? But I'm not going to just, like, believe in them like this is, you know, religious scripture or something.
0: No dogma.
1: Exactly. And so just the biggest example of this, and so this is why it's ridiculous, first of all, to call, to to say, like, postmodern neo-Marxism, right? Is that Marxism is a metanarrative. It is this idea that there are these grand movements through history of, you know, first you have, uh, um, you know, primitive communism, which kind of gives way to slavery, which then gives way to feudalism, which then gives way to capitalism. And then eventually capitalism will give way to socialism, which will give way to communism. That's kind of the meta narrative of Marxism. But when we start to look at things, and, and don't get me wrong, I am very sympathetic towards Marx. I like Marx a lot. But when we start to, to look at things, it isn't that cut and dry. There's, there's a lot of things you have to ignore to make that fit in all situations.
0: Yeah, every situation has nuance. By the way, I'm you know kind of got the, my everyman thing going. Like, yeah, I don't have this deep understanding. But uh, yeah, if, from my perspective, though, like I, I completely fucking uh, you're actually you're actually selling this to me really well, dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and and remember that initial definition of uh, postmodernism as being the cultural logic of late capitalism. There's there's a piece of this that I think like everybody in our age has, and part of that actually is going into like this idea where where people can say um you know fake news right because what what is news if not a narrative about the events that are happening in the world no. if you if you look really closely at it like all reporting is going to have some
0: some leaning some bias
1: some yeah it's impossible to to avoid
2: There's also this idea
1: that events are events, right? Something happens in the world. When I, when I report on it, when I tell you, like I dropped my soda bottle on the floor, I'm, what I'm doing when I do that is I'm painting a picture in your head. But there's a lie built into that because whatever picture I paint has to do with your associations with the different words I've used, right? when I say I drop my soda bottle on the floor, that causes you to like play a little movie in your head. Right. And all of the elements that you, you know, when you, when I say soda bottle, my idea of a soda bottle might be a Diet Coke bottle. Maybe you were thinking of uh, a Sprite bottle or something like that. Right. There's already a lie in there because I can't actually put the events into your head. I can only do that through language. And whenever I do that, I'm converting experience into something that that is is a form, but is a different kind of experience.
0: So there's something lost. It's a lived experience. So yeah, it's yeah. always different.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, when I when, when I when I tell you something, I'm essentially telling you a story. As to whether that story is true or not. Well, the more closely you know, everybody I guess would agree that those words fit what actually happened is probably get the most truth, get the most truth, but there's always that elements that we, it, it will never line up one-to-one, right? If I say the word tree to you, that's going to bring to your, you know, into your mind, a picture of a tree, but what that picture of a tree looks like for you and what that picture of a tree looks like for me are going to be two different things. Maybe I'm thinking of an oak tree. When somebody says tree. Maybe you're thinking of I'm a, a maple guy. Yeah, you're a maple guy. Exactly. So there's automatically this sense that we start getting into this just degree of untruth the moment that we try and convert things into language. Which means that our our narratives are automatically, you know, have this this element of untruth to them.
2: When you start questioning that,
1: it it, it becomes, and I think this is what happens, it becomes very easy to say, say like, oh, well... If that's the case, then nothing is true, right? If there's always going to be some element of truth, then I can't trust anybody. I can't trust any narrative. And of course, that's ridiculous, right? You have to trust certain narratives to live your life. Like, you know, you, when you go to the refrigerator, you think that you, you know, put your, uh, put your orange, you know, you went shopping early, you got orange juice or something like that. And you're thirsty and you want, uh, I want a glass of orange juice, so... Uh, I better go to the fridge and, and get my glass of, you know, get my orange juice. If, you're, if, if you don't believe any narratives, you can't do that because you have to say, oh, that's a narrative that I have orange juice in my fridge. I remember putting it before, but I can't trust that as a narrative anymore. So I can't actually believe that there's any orange juice in my fridge. In fact, I can't really do anything. I could just become paralyzed and have to sit exactly where I am. And, you know, that becomes this reductionist thing. But the, the, the point is that we, we are always working in this, in this frame of narratives. And so postmodernism, in this sense, just has to do with putting these narratives into perspective and realizing that when we're, when we're interacting with things and talking with each other, we're interacting with, with narratives and metanarratives narratives. And we all have different ideas. We all use words in different senses. I was just having this, uh, you know, on the other day where uh, like a lot of people on Reddit were kind of dogpiling me because they, uh, I was using the word rights in, hmm. in, in a legal sense and they were trying to use the word rights in, as into like what's, what I feel subjectively or personally, what's right and
2: wrong. Yeah.
1: and they're close like those two definitions are close and and if you're not paying attention it's very easy to confuse both of those sense of senses of the word you might not even know that, that
0: that's what you're doing Yeah, death is in the details there
1: exactly so what i was saying in this instance and i'm not Trying to defend anything or like whatever, but like what I was saying was was
0: fuck you, Reddit dogpile.
1: Yeah, fuck you, Reddit dogpile. Seriously, what the fuck? Maybe you should fucking read things before you know more thoroughly. Hey. But that that was the uh, you know that was just the thing because they were they were trying to they, they were also trying to give it like the worst possible interpretation of things too. Which uh, you know, automatically you want somebody you're talking with. If you really disagree with them and you don't like them, you want to like think about everything they say and try and make it. Oh, that's the most horrible thing I've ever heard, right? Yeah. And so that's why in debate and stuff like that, there's something called the principle of charity, which is to try and interpret what your opponent is saying.
0: Possible.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And so they were, they were essentially suppressing one definition um, in favor of another definition of the word, of, of what a right is. So when I say like, you know, what I was saying is, you know, she doesn't have the right to do that, to do X, Y, Z. Uh, you know, I was using it as she technically does not have that right according to law there isn't you know that is right. not written into law whereas what they they thought I was saying was you know she doesn't have the right to do that I, that I was making some sort of moral judgment
0: yeah like some sort of human rights thing and it's like no 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 I literally mean the word of law
1: it, exactly and so it can get very confusing and it can lead to an entirely different interpretation of the, of the discussion. So th- that's just an example is that we have to we have to keep these things and realize keep these things at an arm's length and realize that there is a truth. Like no one's no one's denying that truth, or no one's saying that like truth is subjective or you know is up for interpretation or something like that. There is a right answer. But in order to convey that right answer, we have to use this medium that throws a lot of things into question, which is language, images, ideas. If we think that the this language and, and, and these sets of images and ideas are literal, like when I when I say words, I put ideas into your heads and, head and you think that that's truth or that's correct, That's not necessarily the case. You always have to have recourse to looking at the world and, and making your own determinations about things. Right. That isn't to say distrust everything completely, like some people are doing right now. That isn't to say, like, look at the, the interpretation of events that most suits your interests or your understanding of the world.
0: Be willing to look at every side, including the ones you don't want to look at. Exactly.
1: And so that's my spiel on on
2: postmodernism. I,
1: I would say I think I hit the main bullet points of that. If you can't, if you come away from that with um, skepticism skepticism towards n- meta narratives, not a denial of meta narratives, but just trying to think of them much more pragmatically than factually. And so pragmatically meaning. Um, you know, think of them in terms of tools to, um, it's, you know, to interpret the world uh, instead of being like a literal truth, because the literal truth cannot be put into language in the first place. Yeah,
0: there's there's there is no f- like absolute framework that's going to, you know, lead you to write it. You know, it is you have to have your input in there or it means nothing to you.
1: And now that everybody's heard that, you need to realize that I've tricked everybody and I've turned everybody now into communists.
0: Congratulations, gang. Round of applause.
1: Yeah, and so everybody is and it's and it's actually it's 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 not just communism, it's like it's like really bad. It's Stalinism. You're all Stalinists now. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Matt, do you have anything you would like to
0: teach? Sure. Well, teach uh as of right now? Like hmm on such a topic, no, that is not my area of expertise. But uh I would I would say though for the most part it's it you know, from what you taught though, it is uh what I would say. You've turned us all into Stalinists, which, you know, congrats on that. But uh, there is a there is a certain, uh, in my opinion, there's a definite uh, benefit, though. To, in my opinion, if I was going to take one trait from this, is to try and look at things in the best life. if one point at all. Try and give people, again, this is my everyman perspective, but try and give people the benefit of the doubt. You now, in in my opinion, goes a long ways to help you understand them and to help them understand you.
1: Or you could just, like, close yourself off and be a fucking asshole and live a terrible life. I mean, that's entirely up to you.
0: (laughs) It's an option. It is an option.
1: Um, (laughs) All right, so let's let's take a look. I'm going to pull up um, Reddit real quick.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Time to solve your problems, baby. Yeah, we're
1: going to solve your stupid fucking problems. That you've, you've, yeah, truly you've put yourself in these like this is 100%. It's your faults, and um, and you're bad people, really. I mean, I think that's the that's what it comes down to. Yeah, make better choices. So, so now let's actually pull up some problems so that we prejudged in the worst possible
0: way. and <laughs> hey, you know what? No one said we had to be consistent with and what that's, we And that's
1: part down. of postmodernism too. Like, um, you know, Aquasine Hunger Force is fucking hilarious. We both love that. Dr. Steve, all that. By the way, when I say that, because the uh, audience yeah. doesn't know, Matt and I uh, <laughs> play a lot of tabletop role-playing games with our friends, and he has a recurring character yes, named Steve who is... A psychologist, but he has he has the voice of Doctor Steve from Teen Other Force, Doctor Weird. I'm sorry,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Weird. But yeah, no, Steve was the uh, Steve was his little was his uh, little lab assistant. That's and
1: uh, yeah, he's over. a he's a crazy person, and everybody
2: loves it. It's a lot of fun. You know what I'm going to do?
1: I'm going to. Sh- so yeah, we're still figuring this out. Um, I have a lot of. Ex- I have a lot yeah, of a lot time, of experience doing
0: podcasts.
1: I've been podcasting for the past twenty-seven years. And so what I'm gonna do <laughs> a is I'm gonna podcaster. share my screen Discord here.
0: Fingers crossed.
2: Can you uh, can you see my screen?
0: I, let's see here, I can, I can, yes, you got Super Smash and some, yeah, other shit. Okay, yeah. <clears throat>
1: so I'm pull this
0: up, um,
1: oh, this is just, I think it's just showing the Google Chrome, but, all right, so first, uh, let's, let's just first do our, our advice, so
2: I always like relationship advice.
0: It's the funnest kind to give.
1: Matt and I uh, know what we're talking about. We both have partners. I'm married. Don't think Matt. He might as well be.
0: Yeah. I might as well be. Like, we've been together 10 years. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, Eloise, my wife, and I have been together for six years now.
2: Yeah, see?
0: We're all married here. Okay. Yeah, my 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 uh, most honest word of advice for keeping your relationship strong is keep your pimp hand strong. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! <laughs> that one's gonna go over like a lead balloon. I'll I'll read the first
1: one of these and then you you give me your advice. All right. All right. I'm losing sexual desire for my girlfriend. Is this normal? I. Uh, 23 male, and she is a 20-year-old female. And basically, I have no desire to have sex with her. I'd rather just sleep instead. I work a night shift, 1130 to 8 a.m. But on my nights off, she wants to stay up and have fun. But I really just want to sleep. In fact, I really don't want to do anything with her anymore. Maybe walk the dogs, but that's it. As soon as we get back to my place, I just want to veg on the couch and be left alone. But she wants to cuddle, or wants a tickle, or a massage, then sex. And I don't. Is this normal, or is this the end? We've only been dating for a year and a half-ish.
0: Ooh. A year and a half-ish. Okay. So, given my kind of, you know, just general estimates on time frames for this kind of shit, like either you are working way too hard or right? cuz you have no energy dog and and I feel you I know where you're coming from you know it's just like come on man give us wait till tomorrow but you know it's a or you know i mean it just could be you know uh, your your instinct that 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 it's over isn't really you know on point so much as you guys are evolving i call this going into you know the old married couple phase which again i'm a little confused for a year and a half but this is kind of like old married couple shit you know and uh like maybe work less a little bit you know try to get some more time off to just get that rest so you have energy for her cuz i mean if you're not if you're not putting out she's gonna you know Go find something. So, you know, it is critical for you to get your rest, I would say. Start with that. Adjust your schedule. If you then have energy and the desire to, you know, help your lady out, well, then I was right. Which, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm right anyway. But, you know, that's my first take on that. You know, get some more sleep and uh, you'll have some energy for her.
2: Yeah, I would say um,
1: eleven thirty p.m. to eight a.m. is that's a that's a rough shift, a, a night shift. And
0: um, yes, yeah, seriously, that'll kind of screw you up, screw up most of your day. That particular shift.
2: I, I guess I'm, I'm just getting a sense. Like,
1: is this a, f- a few times, or is this how long has this been going on? Because, it, yeah, it could
0: yeah, just be situational. Because that's my, that's been like you know whenever I would say I've had any kind of experience where it's like, oh not, you know, just there's you know the intimacy's down, it's typically because the scheduling between the two are kind of off, like realistically, that's what I've noted And
1: I think the the old married couple. Idea. I think that that's part of it too. I mean, you've been together for a year and a half, and
0: you're a bit used to each other now. Nothing's new.
1: You know, in that first year, you know, however long honeymoon honeymoon period or whatever, um, you're going to have a lot of sex because that's what happens. um, Sex is is where Matt. In case you didn't know, that's where the man takes his. Oh, his penis. Right. And he places it into the vagina of a woman. Shut up, Siri. God fucking damn fucking dumbass bitch.
0: Fuck. And that is not an example of how we treat our spouses, you know, but that is exactly an example of how not to. But Siri, thank you for showing us that.
1: I don't know why she turned on. Um i love how i love how my reaction to siri is always violent 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 (laughs) rage get the fuck out of here it's such an intrusion like i would feel better if somebody walked in and started talking to me than siri on my phone picking me up uh independently and and just start talking it just makes me just livid anyway
0: price of progress dude
1: And anyway, so, you know, after you figure out what sex is, um, you know, you don't put it in your ear, on your belly button, whatever, but, you know, you get it, you get it in the right place, and you, you enjoy right. doing that with each other. And Front eventually, button. things are going to calm down a little bit. At the same time, sex is an important part of relationships, right?
0: Yeah, you got to make time for her. It, it, is a, it is an actual, like, choice really after a time when it's like to show you know significant other i love them
1: yeah and and if this is a case where it's like you know you just want to sleep you 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 don't you don't think that you're gonna change which i doubt but you think that this is just your new normal you don't want to do anything anymore wonderful but you know usually you know people have adjustment periods to certain things
0: yeah you'll adjust back believe me once you know your schedule changes again like people change their whole lives so don't think this is just going to be you know the (laughs) the rest of it for
1: you but i also there's something else like i think here that it's not all about you and that's that's part of that's like part of what i get from this is that i'm seeing a lot like i want i you know when i come back from work this is what i want to do and less of a concern you know with what she wants love is that
0: like it's it's an action it's it's an action word yeah yeah it's it's a verb you gotta put the work in like even when you're tired you know yeah and
1: you know you don't want to do something that's great that doesn't mean you won't enjoy doing it either too, right? Like True. And, and that being said, like that isn't hundred percent of the time, right? Like you 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 know, just set up some nights a week. I wanna veg on the couch and jerk off and watch gay porn and I do that. <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah. That works for you. I'm just out in, the, in my in my living room with my pa- with my pants off. <laughs>
0: you know i like I like to go have my you know my weekly crack night in the alleyway with the local you know uh with my local uh street friends and you know and we go and we snuggle up and piss ourselves. it's great, but you know
1: so i mean i think I think immediately what you should do is set aside two three nights a week i mean and it sounds like you live together and Set aside two or three nights a week and make those date nights. And yeah, it's corny, like it's an old person thing. But you're 23. You're basically like a foot in the grave already. So don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) It won't be that long, though. You won't have to keep it up forever.
1: Like life is terrible, and then you're going to die. And don't think that another night of of watching Snooky—that's on TV—I think now, right? The
0: uh actually, new, new jersey think,
1: shore I think, I think is something
0: they do get a new season for, like uh, yeah my old lady is watching it's cool is
2: that true
0: <laughs> no i seriously think they do have a new like season show whatever
1: and and at the end of your life like i guarantee you what you're going to say you're going to be on your deathbed and your grandkids are going to be there and, and, and your kids and you know, you wish they were all there, but Daniel died in that car wreck, which was really a tragedy. And, you know, you can actually see his outline now that you're, you know, fading into the oblivion. Um, and, and you see, and he's smiling to you and, and you know, you, so you're going to reunite with your dead son. And then your last, like, thoughts is the, the last, like, bits of, bits of electricity pass through you know, your, 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 your neural pathways. And you're going to say, I really wish I spent more nights watching tv
0: yeah and like there too let me let me uh kind of set you here, uh straight here on the definition of a date night all right it doesn't have to be an out date night you know you, you get some of your favorite food and make you know get together on the couch eat that shit and watch whatever she wants that's typically easiest
1: and and here's the thing, Matt and I we're we're like miserable pricks, right? Horrible people. We're the same age, right? I'm thirty five. You're thirty five. Oh. You're thirty five. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what fucking age you are.
0: I am. I am. Yeah, that's sweet that you know. You're,
1: that. you're t- okay. So this guy, he's twenty three. Now, sure, you know, yeah, he probably yeah. can still get erections on a regular basis. I'm not jealous about that. I, I uh, yeah.
0: No. Those are overrated, man. It's much—it's much more fun to try pushing rope till something
1: works. Yeah, just just pushing a limb against things, something until you get some sensation.
0: Match <laughs> it up against that shit till something happens, and that's sex now.
1: So he's 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 twenty three, and you might not know this, but the things you like, you're gonna stop liking yourself, and then you're gonna stop liking the things you like. And so, like,
0: that's a check.
1: So, so you're gonna ha- like be sitting on the couch with your girlfriend, and and you want to see like all of the shows that you want because you're you're fucking all aw- your tastes are the best, man, right? Enjoy that while it lasts, because let me tell you, later on, you're just you're gonna be sitting there, dick in one hand, remote control in the other, and you say, <laughs> "I've seen this gay porno." <laughs> I've seen, I'm sorry.
0: Thousand times. Yes,
1: I might not have seen this gay porno, but I've seen this gay porno.
2: (laughs) At least, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's only so many permutations of of gay porn actors that you can (laughs) that you can you can watch before they all really just start running into each other. Not necessarily all
0: blends together. Yeah.
1: But, um, but yeah, no, like, I have stuff I want to watch, but I want to watch trailer park boys again. You know, I want to watch season five of trailer park boys for the 50,000th time and think, wow, this is great. My tastes are amazing. I'm the best fucking (laughs) like, no, let her, let her do it. You're not going to enjoy yourself more. If you get to pick it, like let her pick it sometimes. I bet she doesn't want, I I, I bet she's sitting there a hundred percent of the time. And she's bored out of her mind because you always get, you always are picking the gay porn, you know. Like, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe she wants some lesbian porn in there. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll say this this is the fun thing, too, right? Because you can entertain yourself even if the show is not entertaining. Like when my girl watches, uh, you know, Snooky and them, it's like, oh, okay, I'm not interested in this. But you know what I am interested in? cracking jokes about this so i'll entertain myself with that during the show and you know she watches her show i get my fucking laugh so it works out that way yeah
1: and yeah you just start enjoying things ironically and realize yes, and you realize that the stuff (laughs) that you like sucks and you know you can discover new things but that stuff is going to suck too and then you're just going to fucking grow old and die i I don't
0: yeah eventually I, i i think honestly the true like you know natural, like, when you actually hit natural death is when it finally occurs to you that everything sucks and it will never not suck again.
1: Yeah, you, you think that the stuff that's on TV now is different than it was in, like, 1974? Wrong. It's all the same, like, seven plots over and over again.
2: It's really boring. Alright, well, we solved your problem. You're good now.
0: Yay yeah, nihilism, too.
2: Okay, let's take another one.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm just reading this, like, uh, bar. And it says, an app for men to keep track of your menstrual cycle. First of all, I'm going to be honest with you. After a few years, you will know. You will know when it's coming. Don't mention it, but you'll know.
2: I still haven't been able to figure out my menstrual cycle, but.
0: Well, I mean, like, not mine personally, you know, but hey. Other people's is just as fun.
1: Oh, cool. Matt, read this one to me.
0: Help. My black roommate keeps on comparing the racism she faces to the racism I, an Indian, face. It's becoming a competition. And I'm starting to hate her. Well, that, holy shit, that was a loaded. Jesus. It's becoming a competition. Okay. So I'm read yeah, this. We're white people. We're
1: going to solve your problems.
0: Yep, we are. Uh, <laughs> With a white, in a white way, somehow. Uh, Let me preface this by saying that this post isn't an attack towards black people in general. Oh, God, this is already starting off bad. This is just my experience with one person who happens to be a certain race. I'm not trying to generalize or anything. This is more about the roommate as a person than about her race. That's what they all say. So My roommate is a black American woman, 21 female, and I'm a first-generation immigrant from India. 21 female, 2 North India, pretty precise. Oh, okay. I moved to the U.S. for college about three years back. I like my roommate. We get along pretty well. Whenever I mention something racism related, some racism related incident toward me, excuse me, she's always like, oh, that's nothing. You don't want to know what I have to go through as a black woman. Every single time, I completely sympathize with her, and I know that our experiences aren't the same, but saying that racism my face is nothing feels very wrong and frankly angry. I told her this, and since then it's become some kind of competition for her, and she's hell-bent on proving that she has it far worse than I do. She even went as far as to say that since I'm pretty light-skinned, I could always LARP as someone from Persia or the Middle East if I don't want to be associated with stereotypes about India. Oh. When I told her this logic was stupid because, A, I don't, associate, I don't dissociate myself from my home country, and B, people from the Middle East and Iran also faced racism before they're brown too, and add to that Islamophobia as well. Her response was, well, not as bad as black people do. And I agree with all of what she says. I don't really have it as bad as other people. But I have my issues, and it feels like she's always invalidating them. We used to be good friends. We used to have fun hanging out together. But I don't even want to be in the same room as her. I've tried to explain it to her, but she get uh, but she doesn't she just doesn't get it. I've been avoiding her since the past month or so, and she's picked up on it. It's very upset because she considered me a friend. I don't see how this friendship can continue any longer if she doesn't understand what my issue is, and I'm no longer willing to tolerate her behavior regarding this. Seems like a dead end, but also I don't want this friendship to end. And that she's my roommate, and I'm kind of stuck with her for the time being. Oh, fuck. So I'd like things not to be awkward, I would say. Any advice? Well, what do you say?
1: (laughs) I think that, um,
2: yeah, this is a tough one. This is a...
1: Yeah. Because on, on one hand, your roommate is kind of right. Uh, not that her experience is worse than yours or anything like that, but um, there is a, an aspect to her experience that you can't know. You don't know what it's like being a black woman in the United States, and she does not know what it's like being an Indian woman, um, you know, or in the United States either, right? There's this incompatible part right. of your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, you know, I, I I would say to your roommate, like probably nothing, because I would I would probably try to avoid the subject, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or encourage like listening and compassion and mutual understanding and things like that. Um, but it's you know your roommate's making it a pissing contest.
0: Yeah, that may, that's kind of weird for me.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what to do about that. I would say what what I think what i what I think is that you need to have an honest discussion with your roommate, and don't do it in such a way as to invalidate your roommate's feelings, because of course she you know she's going to have a lot of feelings about this, and and, and you know it, it, it is a very sensitive subject.
0: And, and I feel too that you know um, you could you know, as he's saying, approach this sub subject in a gentle fashion. But, you know, it's like, you know, you could express, you know, like, hey, you know, I know we've had our differences thing in the past. We've had our disagreements. But can I, you know, like just, you know, be humble when you approach this, if someone is particularly uh, sensitive about a topic and be like, hey, look, I know you feel such and such a way about this but can i can i share without like without criticism without judgment right now my perspective on this you know just the asking right it's it shows them that you know you're not coming at this you you respect them to not demand it from them you know you want them to want to understand you if that makes any sense
1: yeah and I I would say in this discussion you, you say something like um I value you very much as a friend and I feel like we're growing apart and I don't want to lose that because you're very important
0: to yeah. me and we live together because that was true from your story so it should be you know something you bring up
1: and and yeah and so I feel like this this issue is is coming between us um Ultimately, you know, I don't know. I think that if if it might be something you just avoid talking about, but you agree ahead of time to avoid talking about, um, or you know, or you can make like, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the quote really. Oh, that's nothing. You don't know what I have to go through as a black woman. That's true, but. You know, or, or her response is, well, not as bad as black people do. Um, and it's not, you know, and it's like you said, it's it's not a competition, right? So you're like, whatever amount of suffering that, that I'm going through, we're lending it back to white people, because that's really what's important. Here, um, is uh, whatever I'm going through as a as a white man named Dave, um and whatever Matt's going through, um, he might be going through some, some shit, right? And um, I stub my toe. And I go, ow, I stub my toe. And he's like, well, that's, you know, I, I just lost my job, so stubbing your toe is nothing. Right? And, no, I mean, the pain from stubbing my toe really still hurts, right? Um, like, just because one person has bad doesn't invalidate somebody else's um, software. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a sensitive topic, and I think you have to have like an open conversation and at least set some like boundaries as to what you can and can't talk about.
0: Yeah, and for you know, like when she when you say she was invalidating you, uh, this kind of goes back to our you know in this kind of discussion. Like, you are friends, so you want to, I would say, assume the best of her when you're having these discussions. So, you know, don't go into this with, you know, the mindset that she is intentionally invalidating you. As much as you may have internalized some feelings about this, you know, don't, you know, go in there with that humility, you know. And really, like, if you show... Her the humility, you know, and reverence to her concerns. I feel that as her as your friend, she will echo that sentiment. Yeah, and I, like
2: I
1: I just think that there's this this balance because it sounds like when you bring something up, um, uh, you know, regarding race and and your own experience the way that she's interpreting it is that, that her experience isn't important, right? Or isn't, um, like she's, she's asserting herself against that. And um, yeah, I don't know, I, 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 for, for me, I, I would say the, the, the solution would be to find out why. Like why that's the case and why why she's doing that, and then explain well, my 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 purpose here isn't I mean, I, to one up yeah, you. it's
0: not to one up you, yeah, it's more like, hey, you know I'm you know it's i I just wanted to share you know the perhaps experiences that we both have you know experienced so that we can you know either, you know, have some kind of commiseration over that, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: yeah, and there's going to be an overlap because you're both women of color in the United States. And uh, that's a a unique position. And man, do we live in a racist country? Woman, do we live in a racist country? (laughs) So at least parts of it. Um, systemic racism.
0: Let me tell you about Louisiana.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, it's it's terrible, and so you, you at least like have that as a
2: commonality.
0: Yeah, and and start with start with what you have. You know, again, like this is a sensitive topic, so you know, start with what you have in common. You know, common ground will, you know, get you both I feel closer to the particular outcome you're looking for because you want to maintain your friendship and you want to share these experiences, you know. There is reason that can't happen.
1: I think life. if this is a relationship that's important to you, you could also start it by like growing find, you know, what does she like and finding something that, you know, it doesn't have to be a grand gesture or anything like that, but you know, finding a gift and saying, you know, like I was I was feeling really bad that we weren't talking recently and you're an important person to me. Uh so I just wanted to give this as like a token of you will. And
0: I want us to remain
1: friends and all of that.
0: Get you guys a spa day together.
1: Or you could just not give a shit and tell her to go fuck herself. I mean that's a that's an option.
0: That is isn't an option, just not optimal.
1: No, it's not up yeah. you know, you want to increase the amount of happiness in the world. Assume uh, assuming that's the case, but if you didn't, you if you wanted the world to be a worse game. place, then that's an option.
0: Yeah. and then there, like, like I said, you know, also there's, there's the, there's the, you know, I'm gonna add my uh, white two cents here. Uh, we like to go and do hallucinogens to better understand one another. Maybe you guys could drop acid again. I don't know. You know, don't. Again, this isn't real advice. Uh, don't, don't. I don't. Uh, think you should really drop acid I'm, you know, yeah, whatever
1: the official position of the making it all weird podcast is that uh, hallucinogens are actually um, good for you and you should do them whenever you can in any situation
0: yeah I mean officially we feel that way but you know officially we can't say it's official
2: you're on the bus you're in an, an emergency, that's a great time to do time.:
0: Oh yeah, man. Nothing like having to go to the ER with tripping balls.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do all uh, these do <laughs> or do them. I don't care. I don't care. Do them responsibly. Or if you want to have a bad time,
2: don't. I mean uh, We're not your parents.:
1: All right, let's tell some other people's problems.: I feel like we're doing good things for the world. Parents don't care, my girlfriend died. Oh, wow. Parents don't care, my girlfriend died. My 15 male girlfriend, 15 female, unexpectedly died last week. I am so sorry, that must must, uh, really, uh, really suck, and it's terrible. I was with her for over a year. She was my first kiss, and I loved her a lot. My parents don't seem to care. They say it's time to get over it and stop crying. They say it was a dumb, meaningless relationship at my age, and that we would have broken up anyway. They say, I didn't really love her because I'm only 15. They won't get me therapy or support me. How can I feel better about my girlfriend dying? How can I get my parents to support me? Are they right about it being meaningless?
0: Well. Okay, so... Uh... Death. There's something I can talk about. Um... So, I would say that
2: truly there is no, you know,
0: set time limit for you, someone to get over the death of someone. Your parents, to, I feel, say that you should be over it, it's dumb, meaningless, like that is.
1: Parents are fucking wrong.
0: Understood. Pretty heartless, dude. Yeah, that's pretty heartless. So let's just start with that. Um, if they won't uh, give you therapy or support you, that is awful. They're your parents. And they should want you to get better, even if that requires therapy. And whether or not they feel, you know, you're grieving too much, which is fucking... Absolutely blows my mind. Uh, That's not on them, but they should support you as your parents because they should want you to get better. They are not doing that. Uh, I would say seek whatever manner of therapy is available to you. Uh, If your school provides some uh, look for community resources, If your parents aren't going to help you, ask, uh, you know, your peers, ask, you know, a teacher you trust, you know, someone who can put you in contact with the people you need on that end. And now as far as feeling better about your girlfriend dying is there's no easy way to say other than it's going to be a process. It is going to be a long process. You love someone, you know, like no one can say you did or did not. You know how you felt. Uh, That's a deep commitment and everyone handles it differently. So, you know, while I would caution to not let this, you know, take you down dark paths in your life you know uh there is no reason you can't grieve about this for years i mean and it will get better over time like in my experience like time is really what makes the difference here and uh for the for the time you are hurting surround yourself with people that will support you you know we're not always strong and in this situation your parents aren't really supporting you you take who will in my book
1: exactly what matt said i have nothing to add to that that sounds exactly right uh things will things tough. will get better it's really tough and uh, your parents are, are wrong and they're fucking stupid um and and that's that's, a, that's okay, too. It's really difficult, but they're your parents, and they're going to make mistakes. And in this case, that's what they're doing.
0: Yep. Cool.
1: All right, so let's go to the next one.
0: That's sexy, yeah. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Here we go. Read this to me, Matt. Okay. <clears throat> I, male 38, found video and pictures of wife, email 39, Cheating with another man. Little backstory. We've been together since we were in our twenties and have two children, eleven and thirteen. We've had rough spots in the past due to me being gone from home for long stretches of time. I was in the military and when I got out, my okay. My jobs required long hours. I take care of all the financial duties, and all I ask is for her to take care of the home, which she doesn't do, but that is another story. Fast forward to a couple months ago, I went to a bar with a couple of friends. Struck up a conversation about politics and sports with a girl at the bar. I bought her a couple of drinks for the conver- for the conversation. That was the end of that. I told my wife what happened and about the girl. She immediately said I was cheating on her, and she couldn't believe I would do that. After our argument, we came to an agreement. We would each give each other our phones. so We'd go through each other's messages and prove I wasn't doing anything sneaky. So right before we handed each other our phones, she said she had to check something and took her phone to the bathroom. She came out, and we swapped phones. She was going through my phone. I was looking through at looking at YouTube on hers. I didn't think I had anything to worry about. Then a message came through, and it was this guy. So I didn't read it. But it did make me want to look at the pictures and video for some reason. There in the trash file were pictures of them together in a bed and a video of her and him having sex. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. She was, not, she was angry not to find anything on my phone. So when she realized the sound coming from her phone, she snatched it away and deleted the media permanently. I left the house. When I had a cool head, I came back and confronted her about it, and she said that although they were both naked and playing with themselves, she didn't have sex with him, even though I saw it on video. And asked about pictures, and she denied that it was her. She blamed it all on me and said I was never there for her, so she went to someone who she could talk to. I lost all trust for her and don't know what to do. I don't want to break up my children's home, but I can't even think about being with her sexually or mentally right now she wants me to just forget what i saw and work it out i know this is probably not the best venue but i don't know what to do thanks okay so uh for this particular one dave uh (laughs) uh, what do you think man like i kind of got my you know own uh kind of avenue here but like first first glance
1: first glance um yeah your wife's kind of a piece of shit yeah that, that yeah. is not uh, not a cool thing to do to somebody else um as to whether you you want to break up your home about it um that's up to you yeah. i i don't think i would i think that um you're you're absolutely right when you say that you can't be with her sexually or mentally right now like that is totally valid
0: and fully understand yeah that. totally
1: understandable um and you don't and you don't have to be, and you don't have to physically be with her right now too you know put some put some space think yeah. about things get get some perspective uh then I would go see a therapist, probably
0: oh yeah, both of
1: you uh both of you i would I would definitely try you know i personally for me i you know I wouldn't want to blow everything up immediately, but yeah, relationship counseling
0: that's that's uh that is a hundred percent gotta happen.
1: And there. if she can, she can like genuinely admit to what she did. Like, you know, she's saying, "Oh, we didn't have sex," so this and that. Like, okay, that like in in the scheme of things, that doesn't matter. What matters is that she's lying to you. <laughs> and yeah.
0: um, which is hard to, you know that that's hard that's hard to admit to yourself that it's not the sex, but like seriously, the lie is where the problem started.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, so that's what you need to address. Like why, first off, <laughs> and I know this seems weird when it comes to cheating, but why does she feel the need to lie to you, right? Like if, if that's something that she wanted to do, why couldn't she be, be honest about that? And, th- you know, there's, there's a reason, right? But you can't, like, I, I don't assume necessarily what that, what that reason is, We assume that we wouldn't want each other to cheat, right? So if that's the case, then, you know, like it just points to the fact that she wants like the best of both worlds. She doesn't want to give up her current relationship and she wants to be able to do whatever she wants.
0: It's not really how life often works.
1: Yeah. And if, and if both, um, you know, I guess both of you, like, if you wanted to have an open relationship or something like that, that's not impossible. That's the, that's something that people have. have but, you know, it needs to be honest and open. And it, it, it's the lying and sneaking around and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's the problem. And and then the immediate projection when you came home and, and you were like, you know, I was out and I met this woman and we just had drinks and that was it. And her immediate reaction is, you're cheating on me.
0: That's pretty... Yeah. That, that That's pretty... uh Typical <laughs> of that kind of situation, though. If they got something they feel guilty for. Yeah, that's, of, it's it's, it's
1: projection. So, you know, like nobody is at their core a piece of shit or anything like that. Everybody has the chance to grow and change
0: no one thinks they're the villain but
1: in this in this situation she acted like a piece of shit let's say that i, I think if she realized if she can be made i don't know don't make her like cry the back <laughs> of her hair and shove her head in the toilet or something like that but you know uh
0: well, she likes that
1: i i mean yeah that's people come in all sizes and shapes and, and yeah nonsense, people right? stuff, man. but yeah. uh but don't but don't assume let's like, let, let, let's not assume that that's what she likes because uh
0: that that'll get you in trouble.
1: But yeah, no, I, I would just like it's salvageable so long as so long as she can understand, I think, what she did wrong and why it's not okay to do that. And if she's willing to change and not just pay the lip service or anything like that, right? Like if she's willing to yeah. you know commit to, to go into to a uh, relationship the process yeah, the process. And and change their habits, and maybe you know, and it's and you didn't do anything wrong, of course, um, but you know, just change, um, you know, the the relationship to something that feels much more beneficial to both of you. And then it's it, to me, it seems salvageable. Fifty plus percent of of marriages in the United States end in divorce, or something like that. It's really high, but it's it's high all over the world. Yeah. Um, it's not like I, I don't mean yeah. to say that it's it's worse than you know, I, it's, it's bad. People people cheat on each other. They do terrible things. To, to me, it's much more the, like the lying than any kind. You know, physical stuff doesn't doesn't matter. Um, I guess if you got caught, why wouldn't you just come clean? And so that's what she she needs to come clean. She needs to but but she needs to express herself too like why you know why did she feel the need to do that not in terms of like you know you're trying to hold her and make her uncomfortable or anything when you question her or something like that but like like what was it that brought her to that point it's clearly something is she's feeling that she isn't getting something that she wants something like that like people don't just randomly do that stuff unless that you know, some people do but it doesn't sound like this is the case. So like what yeah. isn't what's she not happy with? And that's that's what I would focus on and then try and and, and build the relationship um back up into something. This right now it's basically in tatters. And um, that that's my advice. Yeah. It's, it's just really um relationship counseling and commitment. Or or uh-huh. you know, or if this is just like just, just a line that somebody doesn't cross for you, then that's
0: yeah, if it's irreparable, then I would say at that point, then your kids, I mean, the kids, in my opinion, should always take priority of what's best for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. But, but and you said at the, at the bottom, she wants me to just forget what I saw and work it out. Um, I would say...
0: Forgetting isn't going to
1: happen. Yeah, I, I just, you don't forget what you saw ever. Like, that's, now you know who your wife is.
2: Yeah, that is a big ask,
1: and and you don't forget. It's like that. That's something that she did. It's never going to just go away. Uh, it's always there, and and maybe it's a wake up call or something else. But um...
0: you can forgive, but it's always going to be there.
2: Do you have any other thoughts on this one, Matt?
0: I think we got it pretty good.
2: Did I read
0: the last one, or did you? Uh, you read uh, that one. Matt. Actually, uh, you know, I don't remember, so... <laughs> Matt, Matt, read this
1: one. Now for something a little lighter. Matt, please, oh, please read this one.
0: Yeah, definitely lighter. Got it. Husband slapped me after I confided in him that I was raped in the past. Throwaway account. Well, so I, female, 23, and my husband, male, 28, have been together for five years now, married for two. He works in the IT and is the only one working while I'm studying economy and work part-time on the weekends, so we both contribute to the household. We've always been a very happy couple. Everyone seemed to be a little jealous of our connection, as we were always also best friends. He's a very sweet, hardworking man who loves, who seems to love me and wants me to feel secure, sometimes in ways that I don't agree with, like putting down other women for looking a certain way. And I've talked to him about it, but it doesn't seem to know what the big problem is. Not sure if that's relevant. Mm, possibly. <laughs> All right. T.W., rape. I've been raped when I was in high school before we knew each other a classmate on a school trip we barely knew each other but one night he got into the women's bathroom when everyone was outside besides me and raped me and strangled me really badly so i couldn't run away after that i went to the police but nothing happened the police dismissed it because they didn't believe me and said that i couldn't just decide to ruin someone's life one day which just because of a whim i still did have strangulation marks though it's awful I recently decided to tell my husband everything since I finally got the courage and stopped being ashamed. Thank you, R slash 2X Chromosomes. I sat him down yesterday and told him everything. After that, he put his face in his hands and slapped me really hard. I can feel my tooth has been chipped shit. Then he stood up, packed some of his clothes, and left. I was crying the whole time, and he only told me to shut the fuck up. Well, fuck. I don't really know what to do. I didn't call him or anyone else already morning but he hasn't come back <laughs> any help would be appreciated on how to proceed well this is the only advice you need so <laughs> alrighty uh, well okay so first thing I, I, I would say is that uh, he was wrong as fuck for his response Um. Uh, I mean by very definition of fucking rape is something you do not have fucking control over. Uh so yeah, I think I think it,
1: the bone for yeah. me of this one is uh you got to
2: leave your husband. Yeah. I mean
0: Yeah, really like there there's no uh right way about it and I'm sorry, you know, you thought you, you say you're sweet and everything, but Apparently, this is, this was a bad read on them because that is fucking absolutely, like, horrific.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like, fucking terrible. Fuck your husband, seriously.
0: Yeah, leave him fucking, like, really, there's no two ways about that.
1: And also, Fuck yeah, go see your therapist. Um,
0: yes, yes, yeah. My god, that's 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 common advice. There's a fucking theme for the night. See it there. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's gonna be a lot of these. <laughs> but but yeah, no, you're you're like you're, you're you're you can fight this like horrible thing, you finally feel comfortable enough to, to talk about it openly with your husband and his, his response is to physically assault you. That's fucked.
0: Yeah. I can't even fucking God, the fuck is yeah. How is that his response? <laughs> like what the
2: fuck. Yeah, fuck him.
0: Yeah. You're better off without him. Fuck.
1: Alright, now let's try something a little little lighter. Um, I'm going to let's go to this is relationship advice. Let's just go to regular advice. Yeah, that's fun. God, it's all like rape and kidnapping and everything. Wow.
0: Oh, look at this one. I hate my body. Girl, same. Oh, shit. Okay, right girl. Then, I'll, I'll um, read this one. Yeah, go for it.
1: I hate my body. I'm a 14-year-old girl, and there's something that's been bothering me for a long time. I play soccer, and I work out when I can. I'd say I'm in pretty good shape, and I can do 10 pull-ups. Used to, haven't touched the pull-up bar because of school. 20 push-ups in a row, I'd hmm. run one mile in seven minutes and 15 seconds.
0: By the way, you're already, like,
1: miles ahead of Matt and, and me. We, we
0: know. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking, the glory has departed on my body, so. <laughs>
1: uh, what bothers me so much is the fact that I don't have muscles. My arms look thicker, that's about it. I feel like if I had the ability to gain muscles like a boy, I'd be jacked. Or at least I'd try to be. As a girl, I feel like working out is pointless. I don't get any gains. A boy would probably be able to do more push-ups or pull-ups than me, even though I work harder. I wish I could be muscular like a male body. No, I'm not transgender. I just wish females could gain muscles like boys. I've been trying for a year to get a six-pack, and it's still so faint it's just getting annoying. Whilst I see boys on TikTok with skinny boy six-packs, which is just a six-pack boys can get because they're skinny. It's so irritating seeing boys get strong and seeing results whilst my arms just look thicker. The reason I care so much is because I want to be strong. I want to get into West Point and join the army. I want to to prove everyone wrong that females can't be strong or they don't belong in the military. It's really messing with my brain. It's so aggravating having to work twice as hard to see the same results. What do you think, Matt?
0: Okay. Well, from a fitness uh, perspective, okay. A couple of things uh, from my knowledge. Uh, and I would start with, um, firstly, you have your goals, your fitness goals. And, uh, from what I've seen, you've, you're well on your way to achieving them. So really what you're going to like putting in work when it comes to actually achieving the results that you want is only half of it. Um, the biggest part, I would say that a lot of people, I mean, you've heard it before, you know, but nutrition, you have to like, it, it is not, uh, you know, I understand it, it. It is absolutely a shit feeling, you know, that you cannot achieve this, uh, ideal in the same fashion as another, but there too, I mean, you have to take you know body type, you know, are you mesomorph, ectomorph, you know, uh and diet is the biggest, the biggest uh part of in my uh mind getting definition. Um it's one thing to work out like uh some of the you know strongest men on earth, right? Like we're ta- we're talking like champion powerlifters and stuff, right? Immensely strong individuals carry a lot of fat, carry a lot of bulk. They aren't that cut, but they're training for a different type of thing. To get cut, um, to get the, the lean look you want, uh, the primary thing I can say is, and this is for anyone out there trying to get that lean look, is you have to monitor your diet strictly. Strictly. It is not easy to achieve unless, like you said, those skinny guys. Some people, you know, ectomorphs, if you're talking in general, can get away with eating shitty as opposed to others, you know? So, again, it's you have to just combine your strong work ethic with a bit of a bit more uh, focus on you know the boring stuff which you know diet uh you know and sleep like your how much sleep are you getting that's a big part of it how much water are you taking like this is all key to uh, maintaining your physique or gaining a physique but from what i've read here you are putting in the work so if you Adjust your, you know, uh, if you adjust your uh, nutrition to match it, nothing's going to hold you back.
2: Did I cut out? No, oh, no, okay. no. I, I think that,
1: um, so what this says is I want to prove everyone wrong that females can't be strong or they don't belong. In the
0: <laughs> so. First of all, that's you. 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 If you want to do the work, you belong there. I,
1: I can't speak to to that about the military. I've never been,
0: but Matt has. I will say. Yes.
1: Um. But what I can say is that there. So there are limits to your body. Your body. You like. That's just what you have, right? You can't change your body. Uh, there. There's. The, you know. As you said, you're not transgender. Um. You know. So you're not going to undergo, um, you know, gender reassignment or anything like that. That's, that's fine. Um, But you wish you could be more muscular like a male mom. So do you, do you mean more muscular or do you mean looks like you're more muscular? I think that that, that's the thing is that there's this, there's kind of a misunderstanding here between being strong and seeming strong to
0: others, right? Yeah, that's why I brought up the power lifter kind of thing. Like they're immensely strong guys, but they don't have like the six packs. Yeah, you, know,
1: you ever see those like the pictures of like bodybuilders from the 19th century? They're all oh, fat yeah? motherfuckers, right? Like they're strong. They're real strong, and they, and they, but they they're all good boys, right? Um, they're all they're all trying to lift the lift the. Dumbbell for to get uh good boy points so they can get more tendies,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that there's this like I, I see a lot of urge in you to look like something that might not necessarily be physically possible for your body, and that's okay because first off the people who think that females can't be strong or anything like that, like seriously go fucking fuck yourself. I bet you, your 14 year old girl who does all of this working out, like I'm a fat piece of shit. I don't do anything. You could kick the shit out of me. You're 14. Right. Um, so I'm already like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm already intimidated. Okay. I don't want to meet you in a dark alley somewhere. You know, I'm gonna walk the other way.
0: I'll put you in Uncle Buck, don't. Yeah. Um, I'll put you. In. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so there's there's that, and, and so what I see is like this, almost like a body dysmorphia kind of thing, but not in the not in the transgender right. kind of way, but more of like the like what I'm worried about is that you are going to push yourself to a dangerous place. And that's what this, that, that's what yeah. this seems like to me. And it's, it's great that you're, you're uh, really into fitness and that's really important and you should keep doing that. And I you want to get into West Point and join the army. I think that's a great goal. I think you, and I, and, yeah. and from, from all of this, you like, you can hundred percent do that. Um, there's there's no limits to what you can achieve, um, but in terms of like just just the limits of your body, you know, you can really fuck yourself up.
0: Yeah, don't don't overdo it. There is such a thing.
1: And so, I think there's there's an element of um, like acceptance, right? Is that we're all born with the body that we have it has a, has a range that we can change it within. um, And then beyond that range is dangerous. And then beyond that range is deadly. Right. Um, And yeah, it's like, I wish I was cut. I wish I had more energy to go like work out and do that kind of stuff, but I don't. And so I've had to change the way I see myself throughout my life um, and, and realize what my own like limitations are and what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. Um for me, I'd just rather kind of be a fat guy. Um you know than 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 do a bunch of stuff <laughs> that I that I don't want to do. Right. So but but for you that's something that's that's really important. So keep on keep on doing it. like be strong. But don't let your right. like Immediate physical appearance, whether you know how much um, outwardly apparent muscle mass you have or something like that, be your your goal. Yeah. Like, be strong by kicking the fucking head off of somebody.
0: You know. Yeah, like uh, the, like I would uh I would say like uh especially stuff that I've been learning uh recently is uh, functionality should be your number one goal. And uh, like I said, when it comes down to physique and whatnot. You're, you know, you are, in an extent, you know, kind of bound to a certain set of limitations. But what you can achieve within those limitations is uh, phenomenal. Like, there's a lot of potential. And the other thing I would caution is be patient because a lot of these, like, you know, fitness experts, whatnot, they've been doing this for years.
1: And they don't give a fuck about you,
0: by the way. And they don't give a fuck um, about it. Also, you. They, you know, also,
1: Matt, it's something else to consider. Like, I keep forgetting this yeah. is a fourteen-year-old girl, right? Yeah, that's young. She's got another. Like, she could be growing for another ten years.
0: Yeah. So, for you, definitely she's, patient.
1: She's, this isn't even her final form.
0: Yeah. No, you you haven't reached Super Saiyan three yet. You gotta keep going. With that. You're gonna get there though. Uh, yeah, you are still growing, so be patient with yourself. And, and, and keep uh, on. your work, though, it's going to pay off and uh, your goal, uh, more power to you. That is, uh, that is an admirable goal. This, this is
1: a girl who will go far in life and all, all more power I to you. It. keep on keeping on.
0: I believe it.
2: All right, let's see. Let's... Ah, here we go. Um, I can could, I could speak to this. Matt, why don't
0: you read this one to me? Yeah, sure. Uh, <clears throat> my parents went into heavy debt, and it's ruined their and my own life. I don't know what to do. 20-year-old student. I'm just screaming into the void because life sucks ass right now. About a year ago, my mom got some phone call from a scam artist asking for money, and she fell for it. She, she never made clear what the threat was, but the amount owing was exa- was $300,000. She scrambled to find the money for it and called every single one of our extended family to get a bit of money from each to pay for it. My dad found out and was furious at how she never even consulted him. Her defense was the scam artist told her not to tell anyone. They said that they were part of a government tax collection agency. Flashback now, and literally our finances are shit. My mom asks me for money every single week to pay off family debt. Her mental health is tanked in the last year, and she is suicidal. My dad works two jobs and tries to hustle to pay off the debt. I'm a university student going to school full-time, working 20 hours a week to make ends meet. COVID isn't making things better, I'd imagine. My mom's mental health isn't good. My dad's must also be tanky tanking a lot privately and I feel the burden of both my parents every single day. It's stressful to be at home in my room, doing online class and knowing this every single day. Since this financial disaster, my parents took out all the savings they had for my education to save their own butts. Even given that, my dad predicts he'll spend the remainder of his working life paying off this mistake. If I, Sorry, paying off cool. this, yeah you're cool, you're cool. Paying off this mistake blah blah blah. blah. Yo. <laughs>
2: we
0: go okay yeah yeah. all right sorry i lost my place all right i have had to pay for school out of pocket with loans i've worked very hard to save money so that i can go on exchange and travel but just as of last week i realized i need to pull out all my savings to get an angry relative off our family's back i've considered dropping out of school but i love my major just got accepted to honors program with a scholarship i feel defeated and frustrated I know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but gosh, it feel so bleak. Every paycheck is almost given to my parents. I feel like my future is so uncertain that I'm always going to be hauling the weight of my mom's mistake. I can't tell her that or else it would break her. I feel like my parents are pulling away from each other. I can't do anything about it. My mom doesn't even sleep in the same room as my dad anymore. She slept in the living room since quarantine started about nine months ago can't invite my friends over to the house or do anything knowing that outside my room is my mom's bed set up in the living room because she can't deal with her own guilt. I feel like they probably would have divorced already, but realized that it won't solve anyone's problems. I feel angry that my educational savings they had for me are now gone. I'm mad that they put my future at stake because of their mistake. I'm mad that my mom never told anyone about this fraud. And when this hole got deeper, she decided to keep quiet. I'm mad that I feel that my life feels like I'm always digging people out of holes. I can't even live my own life, buy a car, date, hang out with friends, exercise, because I spend so much time sitting at home doing work in my room to make extra money, and then directly e-transferring the cash away to someone else. Like, my father feels the same way, so I feel inclined to share his burden. I'm frustrated that I need to carry this burden and shelter my two younger siblings of this. We are too young to work and become victims of this. Most of all, I feel selfish for wanting to back away and run away from my parents as soon as I graduate with my undergrad. I feel like I've never had a chance to truly live life since it's really been just work slash school since I turned 18. Has anyone else had this problem? I know it's unlikely, but probably worth a shot. Well, here we go.
1: I think it's admirable that you're helping your parents. Um, It's it's really rough you know the world is is a up place right now for everybody um yeah with your with your mom uh that's that's tough man that's that really sucks um and yeah with the world the way it is you can see that you know people are under a lot of financial pressure and they make a lot of mistakes because of it you know um but you're you're together as a family unit that's that's definitely important you have each other to rely on i i know these platitudes but there's you know there's not much that can be t- you know that, that i could tell you aside from like uh hang in there and it's going to get better things look a bit like they suck now but that's covet right we're all in quarantine lockdown whatever the fuck and um and it won't be like that forever. Um, you know, you said your mother is suicidal. She needs, she needs counseling. Um, you know, your dad's working two jobs, trying to hustle and pay off the debt. Like, shit. yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's hanging in there. It's, it's shit wall to wall, or at least it seems like that. And um, but first off, money isn't everything. Everybody's made financial mistakes in their life, and True. you're you're doing the right thing. You're you and, and your parents now at least are being trying to be financially responsible and, and pay that off.
2: Trying um, yeah. and
1: it'll you know it'll uh, just chip away over time. And when you when you can you know, um, I would say yeah, move out. You know, if you can afford to keep helping your parents, but, um, you know, you, you do have to take care of yourself. Um, yeah. And you're going to have your own loans to pay off, what with, what with school. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, your parents aren't you. Like, you, you know, you should, so at some point you're going to have a, a, like, a separation. Your finances are going to be their finances, and your finances are going to be yours. Yep. But uh, three hundred thousand dollars is not undue, right? Um, yeah. you you it'll take a while uh-huh. and it'll suck, but um, oh yeah,
2: you guys will you guys will make it through.
0: Yeah, you guys will be all right in the end. Yeah, that's one of those that's one of those things. It's like, well, it seems bad now, <laughs> but like legit, like it. That as as shitty as that is, it does get better. I've been I've been in debt, and yeah, it'll feel like you can't get out of you know whatever situation you're in. But you know, the next day it'll be a little bit lighter.
1: Now cheer us up. Let's go over to Suicide Watch. Just kidding.
2: Hey, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, this is fun.
1: Probably not, but
2: let's see.
1: I have to send my teacher videos of me working out and I am uncomfortable. Hi, I'm female, 15 years old. At my school, we have one week online and one week at school. Uh, in the weeks we have online schooling for sports class, the teacher has to send us workout tutorials and we have to record ourselves doing them without showing our faces. He says he will not pass, we will not pass if we don't do this. He's a male teacher. We also have to post them for the whole class to see on Google Classroom. I work out every day, so that's not the problem for me. I just feel a little uncomfortable sending videos to my body. I'm trying to figure out if I'm a prude and should just get over it, or if it's normal for me to feel
2: this way. Do you think it's okay or not? No.
0: I mean, it's from my person. Like, here's the thing, right? We are a bit older... Uh, you know, we're twenty years older, so this is a bit of an odd uh, problem to have. Uh,
2: <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, my my my, um, my my knee-jerk reaction here
1: is uh, uh, this isn't great you know, it might, it might be, you know, innocuous, it might not, like he, but you shouldn't be forcing 15 year old girls to, to take videos of themselves and, and post them online, especially if they're expressing, I mean, you know, whether they're expressing comfort or not with doing that, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, I don't know, it's not, not a great idea. So, uh, you know, I would say that you're absolutely fine to say that you're uncomfortable doing that. And,
0: yeah, I would say he it's really like fitness is important, but not so important that you couldn't like have, you know, a progress sheet, you know, that they fill out and, you know, send in, you know, like of course, you know, the students might not be honest, you know. They're like, "Oh yeah, I did, you know, more reps than, you know, I said I did, but you know, whatever." Or I did less reps than I said I did. You know what I mean? But uh, it's like, uh, really, what's you know, where's where's the you know that that's not that big a deal, you know. Whereas this is kind of a situation that feels like it could be innocuous, but no, you know, we like,
1: see in the edit that uh, she talked to her parents and they'll talk to the headmaster. Um that's okay. so that that's probably the best outcome to that scenario yeah. uh, I, I i don't think i would just assume automatically like you know absolute wrongdoing on the part of the physical education yeah. teacher you know I, I think it's more um a, it was just like an oversight on his part
0: it was ill conceived. yeah
1: very ill conceived and i think if if you like like, if I, you know, if I were to talk to him I, and say, like, hey, dude, you're asking 15-year-old girls to take videos of themselves and post them online.
0: That kind of puts it in a different <laughs> light, and he'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, that does seem like that, yeah. <laughs> it probably, I imagine, if someone put it to him like that, he might have that, we're like, whoa, oh, shit, like, yeah. <laughs> That would be the response I feel you'd get from
2: Um. Yeah.
1: So, that being the case, uh, my wife just got in with some dinner, so I Nice. Think, nice. Uh, we can call this night, and maybe, maybe right. next time, maybe tomorrow or something like that, we'll talk about... Um, We'll do some dream interpretations. Sorry, we didn't get there now.
0: Yeah, that could be. That would be fun. Yeah, fun. I feel so.
1: We solved all the world's problems. We solved racism. We solved pedophilia. Um, looks like we solved um, what?
0: Spouse Vows- 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 uh, abuse. Yeah, infidelity. Just,
1: um, an infidelity. So yeah. So send your your PayPal stuff to. Um, what was our podcast name? Making yeah, it, make, make it an old weird.
0: Making it all yeah, weird, making
1: it all making it all weird at gmail.com. Send us your questions. We we'll also send us money. That's cool. Um, that's yeah, cool. If you want to send us money, that's that's awesome. Uh, any sponsors out there? Yeah. I'm sure that uh, the you know by the time I by the time we listen to this back and we will posted it, and clearly we'll go. Uh, we
0: we'll gone- I was actually running a lead on a on a sponsor, uh, some company called Skynet. Sounds promising. Oh yeah, that, that could be cool. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that being the case, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we'll end it. And uh, thanks right, for guys. thanks for listening. Um, like and subscribe. I think that's a pot. Is that pot? Is that a podcast or is that YouTube? Ah,
0: uh, who, gives, yeah, a who gives a fuck? But the point is, if you like our shit, listen to us more. <laughs> more. Yeah, listen
1: to our shit. I will literally record myself shitting post and that'll
0: be if that's what yeah. you like <laughs> I mean, all, all right.
1: right
2: take care take care Adios.